You're listening to the ESPN Radio 94.1 podcast page, accelerated by Sports Innovation X. Six is bridging the gap between tech, athletes, and teams. Check them out at sportsinnovationx.com. Live from Hampton Roads in the heart of the 757, it's the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. I'm, I'm, I'm moving into solution time on the Lamar Jackson deal. We've been talking about it all week. I'm moving into solution time. I've all week mentioned, and I, I'm, I'm not the only one, Everyone has mentioned how crazy this situation is, how much of a mystery it is that these teams don't have any interest in signing Lamar Jackson. Okay, that's the situation, right? If you look at Lamar Jackson, those are the cards you're being dealt. If you were Lamar Jackson's friend or mentor or family member or really anyone in his life that he trusts, right? We all have those people, right? favorite cousin or uh, someone you think is smart that that you hit up when you have a big decision to make like hey can you help me talk this through if Lamar Jackson hit you up right now and said I need some advice what do you think I should do what's your answer 757-687-9494 not all the teams are being messed up not all the owners are colluding not all the the Ravens don't respect you what do I do that's the question. And now give us your answers. 757-687-9494. That's the call-in line. If if Lamar asks you for advice, what do you what do you say? If I were his friend, I'll tell you what I would say. I'd tell him to call up an agent and sign with that agent for a few months. I don't think it's right that he has to do that, but I think he has to do that. Okay? And and it's not just for the obvious reasons, right? There's, and I've even used this as an example, but when you are representing yourself as your agent, you have to hear the bad, right? You go into that negotiating room when they say, we don't want to pay you that much. Here's why they have to list like all your biggest insecurities, right? Bomani Jones on, on his show game theory here, uh, explains part of the reason why Lamar needs an agent. The importance of having a manager was you can't call those people mother, but sometimes somebody has to. They are also, no matter what a negotiation is, going to insult you. The first offer is going to be an insult. I don't think my agent talks to me until the third. If you're Lamar Jackson, you only negotiate a contract when you negotiate a contract. How good are you going to be at negotiating a contract if you've only literally done it one time in your life? And so I think people think that having a relationship with an agent or a representative is just this person who just pops in and goes... And they talk and they get you some money and then you walk out the door and you're like, oh, I could do that myself. I mean, you can, right? You can drive a car with your feet, as Chris Rock said, right? (laughs) You can, but chances are your time is too precious and you should let somebody else handle that. That's good. And he says it with a a, a, a funny slant. Oh, you can, but it's not just that. That's not the reason why. None of those reasons are the reasons why I'm telling him to sign with an agent. It's not just about hearing the tough conversations. It's not just about being a good negotiator. It's not just about spending your time another way. Although those are all reasons, yes. I think it's because of the the secrets. Teams, 
I don't believe will trust Lamar Jackson to keep a secret because he'll never have to deal with them again. Right? Let's say they they try to they, they hey here's what we're all going to offer and they give him a number right and he goes okay perfect and they go don't tell anybody else please and then he goes and signs a, a six or seven year contract with someone else. He has no reason to keep that his word to that other team, right? He's going to finish his career with with the Ravens, right? Let's say he ends up with a six-year, seven-year deal with the Ravens. Why would he keep the Panthers' secrets? Meanwhile, if you're an agent, agents don't mess over teams because they might need their next client to sign with that team. They need to keep that relationship healthy. So teams will say, hey, here's some info. Don't let this get out. If you do... We'll never do business with you again. And then agents keep that secret, right? The arguments against making offers to Lamar by these teams, and I don't think they're good arguments, but the only arguments I've heard that make any sense are you don't want to upset your current quarterbacks, right? If you are Atlanta and you know if you don't get Lamar Jackson, you have to go back to Desmond Ritter, you don't want to advertise, hey, Desmond, we offered $230 million to replace you. Now, I need you to stick around. Option number two, you don't want everyone to know how much you'd be willing to pay a quarterback. Because guess what? If you go, I'll pay Lamar Jackson $250 million, and then you strike out, and then you go, all right, Jimmy G, we'd like to negotiate. He's going to go, all right, I know how much you value the quarterback. You're going to price up your own market. And then the, the last is, you think the Ravens would match any and all offer sheets, so what's the point? Agents make all of that stuff more clean. Agents, okay, the, 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 let's say the Falcons. They can go to his agent and say, hey, listen, here's the number we'd be willing to offer, but we don't want this to get public because we don't want Desmond to hear about it. Now, if they do that to Lamar Jackson... Lamar Jackson could go sign with the Ravens or sign with the the Panthers or whoever else and then turn around and go, here's what the Falcons offered me, Desmond, and he has no reason not to. Meanwhile, an agent would take that the little piece of paper that they wrote the offer on and they would light it on fire and say, I'll never speak of this again because they need a good relationship with the Falcons. If you think the Ravens would match all offer sheets, an agent can look at the, the Falcons and say, hey, listen, I was just negotiating with the Ravens for two and a half years. This is how far they came, and they said they would not go a dollar more. So if you sign us to this offer sheet, they were they are unlikely to match it. Now, the team would say the agent is, I mean, if they're just bold-faced lying to us, that's going to ruin our relationship. I'm ne- we're never going to work with them again. Lamar Jackson, they'd be like, well, why wouldn't he bold-faced lie to us and say that you know the, the Ravens will go as high as $280 million, not eighty one? It's about the furthering of the, the the relationship. So my advice to Lamar isn't like, I'm not saying you're a bad negotiator. I'm not saying you aren't smart enough to look at a contract and decide what you want in it or not in it. I'm not saying any of that. I'm just saying that the inherent positioning of being a quarterback is somebody that they're not going to trust unless you are on their team. Agents, they can, they can like essentially blackmail into honesty. You're going to treat us right. You're going to do do all right by us or else we're never going to sign one of your clients again or we're going to underball, uh, lowball all of your, your clients. Ooh, I don't want that. Okay, here's the truth. 
The agents are, are, are slimy, but they're going to be around for a while. Sam in Portsmouth has an answer to our question. If, if the, By the way, the question is, if Lamar Jackson calls you up asking for advice, not, hey, can I vent to you about how bad? Oh, Sam, hang up. Uh, Sam hung up. Sam, feel free to call back in if you so fit, um, if you see fit. Uh, the question is, Lamar Jackson calls you up and he says, hey, listen, I need some advice. I'm not just calling to vent. I'm not just calling to say the, the Ravens won't pay me. This, this team won't approach me. All this kind of stuff. I need to know what should I do. If he calls you and asks you that, what is your answer? 757-687-9494. Once again, that number, 757-687-9494. What's your advice to Lamar? We'll get to your answers coming up next right here. Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. In the pocket and calling the shots for Hampton Roads. It's the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. I'm Tim Donnelly. Lamar Jackson needs some some advice, at least in our little game we're playing here. Uh, If Lamar Jackson calls you up and says, what should I do? The Baltimore Ravens put the non-exclusive franchise tag on me, and then seemingly every team that needs a quarterback immediately told an insider that they are not interested. What should I do? Not just not, not just complain. I need I need answers. You're a friend. I'm calling you for advice. What should I do? What would you tell them? We want to hear from you. 757-687-9494. Sam in Portsmouth was disconnected before the break, but we got him back up. Uh, so we'll go to Sam now. Sam, what's your advice for Lamar? I would tell him he needs to get an agent, and I agree a lot with what you said um, about knowing all the secrets. But the bigger thing is to me is that it would open up the floodgates. It would set a precedent for uh, players dealing directly with owners and teams and not uh, being mediated through through an agent. I think if you strike the largest guaranteed deal without an agent, I think the owners realize that would open up uh, the floodgates. But do do you think – so you're in your argument, you're saying owners would like to deal with agents rather than players? I think so. I really do. Now, now I think why, why is that? I think they have relationships with agents. Okay, so just taking care of their buddies is kind of what you're getting at? Well, I just think they, they speak the same language. They deal, they have, you know, if you're valuing yourself, you're going to overvalue yourself. I think agents have a way of massaging a deal. And getting it done so both sides work it out and they get what they want in their money. I think it, I think they would rather do that than to deal with, you know, a player's mother arguing over <laughs> what her son's value is. All right, I appreciate the call. That That's fascinating to me. By the way, call in line stays open, 757-687-9494. It's a fascinating kind of two sides of that coin. Because I also think if you're talking to a player, you can play on their emotions. If I, if I say to an agent, if I'm an owner and I'm trying to, like my best wide receiver comes to, to renegotiate a contract or to ask for their due, their, their, franchise, or their uh, contract runs up and it's, and it's time for a new deal, they come into the room and say, I want to be the highest paid wide receiver in the NFL. Tyreek Hill is making $30 million. I want at least that much per year. You know, if I'm, think of Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson goes into the Vikings. If they're talking directly to Justin Jefferson – the argument is, well, listen, okay? Right now, we have Kirk Cousins as your quarterback. We can't get out of his contract, but he's not mobile. 
If you take 22 per year, we can spend that eight on an offensive lineman that can give Kirk a little bit more time, and you might be able to win a Super Bowl. Without that, I don't know if we can get it done. Now, we'll pay you the 30, but I don't think we'll win a Super Bowl with that. Your choice. An athlete's going to say, I want to win. An agent's going to say, get out of here with that noise. Take the money from somewhere else to get the offensive line. Right? Like, I, if, I'm a, if I'm an owner, I want to talk to the player. Because I, I, I know what motivates a player. Right? Wins. Stats. I'll, I promise you all that kind of stuff. right? Or every deal would, like, athletes bet on themselves. Every deal would be 100% incentives. Hey, Justin Jefferson, do you think there's any chance in the world you're not going to score 10 touchdowns next year? No, of course not. All right, perfect. Uh, we'll, we'll pay you $5 million in salary, but you'll have uh, a $5 million bonus for every touchdown over 10 you score. I'm going to score 20. Perfect. Sign up. Agent's going to say, get out of here with that noise. We want guaranteed money. If you are Lamar Jackson's friend and he calls and he needs a little bit of help, he says, I need advice. What advice are you giving him? My advice? Sign with an agent. Not because I think it's right that you have to. I just think you have to. Daniel and Moyak on the call-in line. Again, that number is 757-687-9494. Daniel, thanks for calling in. What's your advice for Lamar? I'm asking Lamar why he doesn't trust the Ravens, and I'm pointing out that they drafted him without an official visit, helped make him an MVP, changed an offensive coordinator for him, have taken care of Ray Lewis in Baltimore and Eric and Ozzy and John and Steve. It's a great group of people to take care of a franchise quarterback. What, what, when you say trust them, what, what do you mean by that? I mean, if they're making an offer somewhere in the ballpark, that's. So, just, so you're saying trust them that they know like what you're Boston. worth? Absolutely. And trust that the best interest for him for the next eight years is really what they're thinking about because they traded up to get him without anybody even knowing it was coming. Okay. Um, it's an interesting thought. Thank you for the call. Uh, tr- uh, in business, trust is, is vulnerability. I, I trust the people that are going to be paying me to tell me how much I'm worth. That's that's another level of trust. The same could be said the other way, right? Why why don't they trust him? <laughs> Give me guaranteed money. I'll be good for it. Right? I mean, that's all, all of the, the reports are that this is coming down to uh guaranteed money. Why don't they trust him to all right, yeah, give me the guaranteed money and I promise I'll be good for it. Like trust trust is a two-way street. Trust is is very much a two-way street. Uh, Tim Donnelly show priority auto sports radio 94.1 feel free to keep coming with those answers right if if Lamar Jackson calls you need some advice you're a trusted friend hey what should I do what are you telling him 757-687-9494 and by the way this one this next story that we that I'm going to talk about uh, it seems like there's a new one every 10 minutes Every time I, I turn around, the Bucks are parting ways with another key member of their 2020 Super Bowl run. And it's always interesting to see Super Bowl teams crumble. And I'm not saying, like, immediately, but whenever they do. Because the 2020 Buccaneers officially crumbled. 
They won the Super Bowl three years ago. That's not that long ago. And when someone wins a Super Bowl, it feels like they're going to be good forever, right? You, do you remember? Nobody's leaving. They brought every starter back the next year. It was like, this team, they love each other. Now they're going to be good forever until Tom Brady's wheels fall off. They lasted another like half season as an elite team. Uh, and now they're fully resetting. Now, obviously, Tom Brady retired. Yes. And going from Tom Brady to maybe Kyle Trask, big drop off. And it might not even be him, but he's the leader in the clubhouse. Here's uh, Bucks GM Jason Light. You have to give everybody competition. He's the only quarterback on our roster right now. I'm just saying if, if he were the starter or if he was the only option that we had right now, we'd be very, very excited about going forward with him. And he's going to get the opportunity to no matter who we bring in to be the starter. So you're going from Brady to Light. That's I mean, Brady to Trask. That's one thing. But now, the other day, I turn around, they released Leonard Fournette. They had just signed him to an extension not long ago, cut him. So their running backs are almost completely gone from their 2020 Super Bowl. Ronald Jones, gone. LaShawn McCoy, gone. Leonard Fournette, gone. Keyshawn Vaughn, the only one still kicking around. Turn around a couple days ago, they released Cameron Brait, tight end. Now their tight ends are completely gone. O.J. Howard, gone. Cam Brait, gone. Gronk, gone. Couple days ago, I turn around. Donovan Smith, their tackle released. Their O line will be completely different. Uh, both guards from the Super Bowl: Ali Marpet, Alex Kappa, gone. Now Donovan Smith, gone. Left tackle: Ryan Jensen, likely gone. Not yet, but it's expected. He's older. Leaving only Tristan Wirfs on defense. Sure, they still have some of the main characters, but today. I turn around, Levante David likely testing free agency, unlikely to return. Devin White, linebacker, posting cryptic thank you messages on, on to Tampa. Jamel Dean hitting the free agency market, going to make all the money. Buccaneers fully resetting. So this is why when you have a chance to win a Super Bowl, you go all in. Windows are not guaranteed. If you're the Bills and you can get Derrick Henry, get Derrick Henry. Don't say, oh, we need to have nine years. Uh, we, our window is as long as Josh Allen can be here. No, if you have a team you think you can win a Super Bowl with, go get it right now. Because three years from now, all those people that you're like, oh, they're going to be here forever, they could all be gone. If you are the Bengals, if you are the, I mean, name your team. The, think of how quickly the Rams fell apart. They've won a Super Bowl since the Bucks. There's a report today from Michael uh, Lombardi that um, they, they're open to trading Matt Stafford. And if Matt Stafford's available, then everything's for sale. The window is quick in a lot of cases. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Calvin Ridley came clean on a Players' Tribune article. He gets it, and I'm becoming a fan of Calvin Ridley. Stick around. You're listening to the Tim Donnelly Show, where it's okay to yell and scream at each other as long as you get a drink after. The Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Before we get to a master class in what you should do once you mess up, right? Everyone messes up. What should you do next? Before we get to that, Calvin Ridley, doing a great job, making a fan of me. Uh, before we get there, uh, all day today, or all hour at least, I've been asking for advice for Lamar. Lamar Jackson's in a tough spot. 
You could say it's unfair that he's in that spot. You could say it's unprecedented that he's in the spot he's in. But either way, he's in a tough spot. So uh, in our little hypothetical here, he gives you a call and he says, hey, I'm in a tough spot. I need some help. What should I do? Give me your best guidance. What are you saying? 757-687-9494. Answer that question on our call in line. 757-687-9494. Hank in Hampton is on the call in line and has a has an answer. Hank, thanks for calling in. What's your advice to Lamar? Yes. Thanks for taking my call. Mm-hmm. Um, my advice for Lamar would be three pieces. Uh, one, you've held out for five years for a guaranteed deal. Uh, two, the Ravens are trying to turn the tables on you in this negotiation right now. And they're good at, the Ravens are good at what they do. I'm a, I, personally, I'm a Ravens fan. Okay. Um, but three, my, my piece of advice be, would, be, would be to hold. Um, if you want to win this, if this is the hill you want to die on, getting a guaranteed fully contract, your only chance is to hold. Now, when you say hold, uh, do you mean hold out, like like miss games and stuff? Um, I mean, not like miss games, because that's going to affect his $32 million guarantee. Correct. I would say if you, wait, if you waited five years, hold out for another year, because there's going to be mm. 32 teams that are going to have a chance to crack and give you what you want. And I know that ain't good for the franchise I like, but honestly, that would be the advice I'd have for Lamar. So basically, you're Just saying you, basically you're saying go full Kirk Cousins. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, honestly, as a Ravens fan, I thought this is kind of what he'd been doing all along. I don't know if you watched the shot with LeBron, but mm-hmm. when he came out, when when yep. Lamar came out and said he wanted to be a billionaire, I was like, oh, go Ravens. Oh, okay, fan. all right, all right. There you go. I believe he said, "Oh, sugar." Um, here's here's where he was getting at on the shop, uh, which is the the LeBron barbershop show that you can catch it on YouTube now. I believe it used to be an HBO show. Uh, he did say, "I want to be a billionaire." Le- Lamar said that, and he said he's modeling a lot of his business after after LeBron. Um, the problem is to go full Kirk Cousins. I would have expected exclusive franchise tag, exclusive franchise tag, which would have been $45 million. As soon as the, the Ravens threw the non-exclusive franchise tag on there, things got a little bit more curious. Because now he's on, he's kind of on the market, which would accelerate things, right? You might not have to wait the, as long as Kirk Cousins did to get a uh, massive contract from a desperate team. If the Ravens would have put him on the exclusive franchise tag, it would have been a one-year, $45 million deal, and I think there's a decent chance that uh, I think there's a decent chance that he would have just said, all right, I'll play a one-year, $45 million deal. Some don't think he would. I think there's a decent chance he would have. But a one-year, $32 million deal, which is what a non-exclusive contract comes from, when you can negotiate with everyone, that's... That's a different situation. But again, if he wants to fully 100% maximize his money, he does go back to the, the, the Ravens on a one-year deal. Then they'll probably tag him again next year. You play again on a one-year deal, and you hope to goodness that, that you're healthy and effective on the field for the next two years. And then you hit the open market truly at, it would be 28 years old, you know, hopefully with another a couple of Pro Bowls, maybe an All-Pro, who knows, an MVP, playoff win, right? You check off some boxes between now and then, and then you do, you break the bank. But if that doesn't happen, he would have been 27, actually. I, I gave him one extra year. Uh, if that doesn't happen, then you might as well just sign your long-term deal right now. It is 
And that's why I'm saying that's why I think he needs help, right? That's why I think he might be reaching out to people that he knows going, what do I do here? Because he's, he's in a, like, it's, it's very touch and go. If he plays it correctly, we're talking $500 million. If he plays it not correctly and he plays a, you know, a $32 million one year deal and he gets severely hurt, 32. Like the difference in the rest of his career could be as low as every worst case scenario, $32 million for the rest of his career. The top end, half a billion dollars. That's the, the high stakes poker he's playing right now. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Calvin Ridley, you may remember a couple, a year ago, essentially. He, um, you have to actually think it was a year ago on Monday. Uh, he was suspended from the NFL for betting on football. Now, he was away from the, the Falcons on a mental health break when it happened, uh, but he was suspended indefinitely from the NFL for betting on football. He has since been traded from the Falcons to the Jaguars and recently reinstated. Here's Adam Schefter on NFL Live. One year ago on a Monday, the Monday before the new league year started, that the NFL suspended Calvin Ridley one year for allegedly betting on games. And almost one year to the day, one year prior to that exact date, the NFL has now reinstated Calvin Ridley. But when he was suspended, he was with the Falcons. Now he's with the Jacksonville Jaguars. And this is a big boost for the Jaguars offense. He's allowed to join that team effective immediately. He can show up. He can work out. He can begin to learn the playbook. And when you start to envision the Jaguars offense this upcoming season, Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, Calvin Ridley, Christian Kirk, and today they place the franchise tag on tight end Evan Ingram to make sure that he's back in Jacksonville. Calvin Ridley messed up. Did and and I you know I've been accused of being like a moralist about about my my sports, um where where I hold my players meaning the people that I cover to a high standard, he he did something that you can't do he gambled on the sport that he plays can't do it, rules rules broke them all that. Since then he's handled it masterfully, and I'm actually becoming a fan. He waited until he was reinstated. Right, So the NFL made their decision, stayed very quiet until then. He wrote a piece for the Players' Tribune, which is an online site. Jeter owns it, might or used to. I don't know if he still does. Uh, Derek Jeter. And it's all about from the players' perspective, right? Players write it, they edit it, their voice, all those sorts of things. So it's like you know, skipping the, the mean middleman media. It started like this. This was Calvin Ridley's opening to the piece he wrote after being reinstated. To the football world and everyone who loves this game, I bleeped up. I'm not here to sugarcoat anything. In 2021, I made the worst mistake of my life by gambling on football. Those are the first couple sentences. That's all I want from athletes that mess up. Own it. Right? Be quiet. Take your your punishment. And then when it's time to speak, own it. Then you can give context, right? And that's what he does. You go on. You, I, I encourage you all to read. It's on Players Tribune. It's moving. But the context is real. Uh, at the time, he was depressed. He was battling anxiety. That's why he was away from the team. He broke his foot, played through it. That was an added uh, stressor. His house was robbed while he was playing a game, came home to uh, police at his door. He started going to therapy. He revealed that he was put in foster care at the age of eight after his dad was deported. The story is intense. But he didn't, he didn't put it out. 
until the NFL already reinstated him. He wasn't making a play for sympathy. He was just saying, listen, I bleeped up. For the full story, keep reading. And then he can, uh, near the end, or actually near the end of like the, the kind of context, he went on to say a, a, lot, a lot more, actually. Uh, he said, this is from the, the article, that's why I want people to know my whole story and know that I never meant to tarnish the game. I just bleeped up, period. In a dark moment, I made a stupid mistake. I wasn't trying to cheat the game. That's the thing I want to make clear. And then he turns back into an athlete, right? That was all very human, right? That was all very uh, vulnerable, very I'm, I'm being open. I'm owning my mistake. I'm, I'm explaining. I'm having a, a, a true moment here. And then right near the end, he turns back into an athlete, turns back into like a modern day gladiator. On my daughter's name, this is what he says, on my daughter's name, if I'm healthy, question mark, with Trevor Lawrence, question mark, I'm giving Jacksonville 1,400 yards a season, period. That's like literally like step by step. So people, If you plan on messing up in the future, bookmark this article. Own it. No excuses. Context. Let's get after it. Trevor Lawrence tweeted it out. Said, powerful stuff, bro. Glad you're a part of the family. We got your back. I, I normally am very, like I said, I'm very moralist about it. I, I look at things. I'm like, you broke it. Da, da, da. I'm a Ridley fan. I hope he has 1,400 yards a season in Jacksonville. It's it's not hard. It's not hard. I know it's mentally difficult to admit things and to, to, to say it's on me and put on your shoulders, all that kind of stuff. But once you do it, you can get me back in your corner. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio, 94.1. We have a snake draft coming up next. Snake draft, snake draft, snake draft, snake draft. Ah! It's the Snake Bit Snake Draft on the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Here's how we do it here on the Tim Donnelly Show for the Snake Draft. When it's not football season, we pick winners. You pick a team. If they win, you get a point. If they lose, you get nothing. Once baseball starts up, it it has to be on the day that we do the snake draft, so it has to be on Thursday. So once Major League Baseball gets to real games, uh, you can pick Major League Baseball games. Uh, But in the meantime, it's NBA only. There are six games to choose from today, which means there are 12 teams to pick. Robbie and I will go back and forth in snake draft fashion, picking winners. uh, And uh, we keep a running tally, and the loser has to do something very bad. That's right. We haven't decided quite yet. Not yet. Uh, but the last time we did this, they, uh, Robbie, he has to eat the hottest hot wings we can find. Uh, and he's going to do that at our draft party coming up later in April. Uh, Robbie, who gets first pick? Tim, I get first pick this week. And last week, we both got four correct. Four, We both picked four winners. The only one we didn't get correct is the one that we chose against each other. So I think, you know. So, so, it, so what you're saying is this, I believe, is the first time in a snake draft that you are tied for the lead. Yes, that is correct. There we go. That so is correct. Welcome to the, the Peloton there, Thank Robbie. you. Thank uh, you. And, and with so, that, you have the honors. My first pick is going to be the Bucks over the Nets. I think the Bucks are just so far superior than the Nets are. The Nets are playing decent, but they're just not the same. And the Bucks, I think, will have easy work of them. Part of my strategy when we do this in the NBA is I, 
and this is one of my my gambling tips when it comes to to the NBA. Sometimes it's easier to find a team to bet against than it is to find a team to bet on, because uh, teams that are tanking are going to stay tanking, and and I know Houston is tanking. Uh, so with my first pick, give me Indiana over the uh, Houston Rockets because from from the ownership on down, Houston wants Victor Wembanyama, and uh, and I'm confident that you know. I mean, Indiana's not like a a juggernaut, but they're at least trying to win. Uh, And then that's all it takes against Houston. Uh, Similarly, actually, you know what? Yes. Similarly, uh, Detroit is in the running for for top picks, and they want to make sure that stays the same. So uh, Charlotte over over Detroit. I'll take Charlotte. And I, I have a plan that I'm hoping comes back to me in the next one, so don't ruin it, Robbie. All right, well, then my next two picks are going to be give me the Warriors over the Grizzlies. I think the Grizzlies just haven't been That's the same. That's what I wanted. And the Warriors need need wins. They <laughs> they have not been uh, looking too good, but I think they're going to start getting back in the, in the swing of things near the end of the season. Steph's going to kind of get into form, and they're going to need some wins to carry that momentum into the postseason. So give me Warriors. And Draymond and Dylan Brooks are yelling at each other. Exactly. The Warriors tend to do well when they talk trash. I, I, That's right. I was. I should have taken them last. I was trying to be cute. That's okay. And then give me the Knicks over the Kings. The Knicks coming off an awful loss against Charlotte on the road. They head on over to it's, – it's the first game of their West Coast swing – and they've been very good lately. That that game against Charlotte, not so good. But I think the, the Knicks bounce back and beat Sacramento, who's actually been playing great ball this year. So you have the Knicks over Sacramento. Correct. You just threw in that they're playing great ball. Yes. Okay. Um, all right, give me Orlando. I don't love that pick, but I'm, I'm running low here. Over Utah. Um, Orlando, they just got good vibes. They're, they're young. I don't know. Utah's bad. It's... Again, I'm, I feel like I'm picking screw. This is like when we get to the point in, in during football season where you're picking like the backup tight end to score a touchdown. Uh, it's just there's, there's not a lot of great options out there. Uh, so for my next pick, you just kind of made the argument for me. Give me Sacramento. Um, this is a team that I think will be perennially undervalued for the simple fact of they're the Sacramento Kings. Uh, and it's just hard to pick the Sacramento Kings. You feel like you're making a bad pick when you pick them. Uh, but they're actually one of the better teams in the West. Uh, they're they're they they did did some good things. I hated when they traded Halliburton, but the the, the roster's coming together nicely. Give me Sacramento. It's hard because we're you know we're running out of teams to go. So you so got to pick almost, against people. You got to pick against who you've gone. So give me the Jazz over the Magic. You said the Magic are hungry. They're young. I I agree, but they are young and. Inexperience. So give me the Jazz over the Magic. And then the, the Pistons. I want to stay away from Houston. You will not see me picking Houston maybe ever unless it's literally the only game that is uh, on the on the docket. But give me the Pistons over the Hornets. Again, Charlotte's been very, very bad. I think that game against the, the Knicks was a fluke. So give me the Pistons over the Hornets. With the final pick, my options are Brooklyn against Milwaukee. Houston against Indy. Those are both at least eight and a half point dogs. So I have to go with Memphis. I'm thinking maybe Dylan Brooks and Draymond get into a scrap and like seven of the Warriors get ejected. And then and then that balances out the fact that John Morant's not playing. And then it's just Jaron Jackson Jr. all day, every day. I, I That's a direct path from where we stand to Memphis winning. So, uh, so give me the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, again... 
This is a running t tally. We are tied at the moment, so somebody could take the lead this week. Um, my roster looks like this. We're just, just picking winning teams. Uh, the Pacers, the Hornets, the Magic, the Kings, and the Grizzlies. That is not a... It's not a dynamic lineup. Uh, Robbie's team goes Bucks, Warriors, Knicks, Jazz, and Pistons. Uh, all of these teams play today, so... Uh, We'll know very very shortly. Like you, you can start start rooting for us, uh, and as always, the loser will have to do a form of punishment, TBD. But it, we'll have to decide here shortly. I don't want it to get to where one of us is down by a bunch and saying like, oh, I don't think it should be that bad. Um, so there's our snake draft here on the Tim Donnelly Show. Hopefully, you're all on my team, uh, rooting for me. I should say. Uh, we're going to take a break, but when we come back, or actually not really a break, 90 seconds, two minutes, roughly, give you a little weather and, and sports center update. DeAndre Hopkins, open to a trade. Oh, dude, that, Robbie just reacted to something, made, made me kind of get a little crazy. Uh, I was like, what, what's going on? What's going on? Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, open to a trade. Who should be in the market for one of the best wide receivers of a generation? Would you want DeAndre Hopkins on your favorite team? 757-687-9494. That conversation coming up.